2: Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber.
3: Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast, with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Very busy edition of the HHC today. Hornets have opened up summer league play, the Las Vegas edition of it. Hornets fell in game 176-68 to the San Antonio Spurs, but really, that game was Brandon Miller versus Victor Wembenyama will take you through the tail of the tape. Also, some news that's come out as of late. Miles Bridges signed a qualifying offer with the Charlotte Hornets. We'll read through some of the quotes from both Hornets general manager Mitch Kupchak as well as Miles Bridges himself and because we're taking a little bit of time off here for the weekend uh, you are also going to get a preview of game two of the NBA Summer League in Las Vegas for the Hornets they'll take on the LA Lakers helping me on all of these topics a very busy podcast we've got my producer from the Hornets radio network as well as the producer of this fine podcast the always energetic Rob Longo Rob thanks for joining me yeah
4: no problem Sam happy to be here it seems like We've been just grinding through this summer league. We finally got to Las Vegas. We finally got this highly anticipated matchup between Victor Wembanyama and Brandon Miller.
3: This has been one that people have been waiting for, not even since the draft, since the lottery, since the the one versus two matchup came out. You knew that the NBA would give the people what they wanted and we would see Hornets spurs at some point in summer league. It tips it off in Las Vegas. Hornets fell 76 to 68. Let's be honest. It was a really rough game to watch off offensively overall for both sides but fans weren't really there to see the game as a whole or you know some of the ancillary players from either team this was all about Brandon Miller Victor Wembenyama and to be truthful they were probably there to see Victor Wembenyama he hadn't played yet in any summer league action Brandon Miller had had some appearances in Sacramento but quite frankly Brandon Miller came out and he had the better game of the two he finished with 16 points 11 boards a double double had three steals a blocked shot didn't shoot great three for 10 from three five of 15 overall but he certainly had better numbers and in my opinion looked a lot better offensively than Victor Wembenyama did Wemby finishes with nine points on just two for 13 shooting, one for six from three. That means he was one for seven from inside of the arc, despite all the advantages that come with having a seven foot three plus frame that he brings to the table. Did have eight rebounds, did have five block shots, definitely a game changer there and turned it over three times. Rob Longo, your thoughts on the head to head matchup between Brandon Miller and Victor wemby
4: there were a lot of people on the social media circles saying, well, neither of them are really impressive, and I don't know what people expected the first time out of the gate for basically Victor Wambinyama and Brandon Miller, only his third game under their belt. I don't know if they expected for each of them to drop 40 or what, but I mean, at the end of the day, really impressed with what Brandon was able to do, especially to start the game. He hit a 3 very early on and kind of really set the tone, but the rest of the team just didn't really pick it up. I, You know, Brandon made the first shot of the game, and then the rest of the team went O for their next 13, and that included some of Brandon Miller's shots as well so I think Miller started about two for four from the field there in that first quarter and then kind of fell off a little bit but he took more shots that's what a lot of people wanted going into this game a lot of people said that you know they didn't like the shot attempts the minimal shot attempts for that game against the Golden State Warriors back in Sacramento a few days ago but Victor Wembanyama, obviously everybody was there to see him the crazy thing about this matchup or at least the stat line from victor wimbanyama was he had no offensive rebounds all eight of his boards came on the defensive end of the glass so that was a little bit surprising to me obviously the offense has a lot to work on for him his defense is impactful that's going to happen when you have a guy that's seven three and a half if you want to include that half inch in there as well but I thought Brandon Miller did a great job handling him there were a lot of times we saw those two matched up where on both sides of the court there was times where Brandon was guarding Wemby Wemby was guarding Brandon and vice versa and I thought Brandon Miller did a really good job he laid the body defensively a couple times on Wemby Yama made him a little bit uncomfortable waited for some help to arrive and they were able to get a couple of turnovers out of it and then on the other side too you have Brandon going up against Wemby on offense, and he was able to wait for the screen, be patient, get the switch, get the matchup that he wanted. So really savvy play by Brandon Miller, I think, on both ends of the floor in this individual matchup of those two.
3: And I think some of the natural gifts that Brandon Miller has were on display in this one. Certainly his size is not the same as Victor Wembenyama. Victor's uh, seven foot three plus, and Brandon Miller's more in the 6'8", six, 6'9", six, to 6'10", range. But Miller, able to use his size and his physical gifts to pull down 11 boards a lot of it was just a little bit better pacing I thought from Brandon Miller overall but some of the natural size and and ability helped him get those rebounds as well and then just his shot it looks different than other players and you know you can look at three for 10 from three and say okay that's not a great shooting percentage and it's not but it's it's one of those dividing lines where we talked about it a lot Rob you know if he makes one more and he goes four for 10 19 points is better than 16 points it would have looked like a better scoring line but did he shoot that much better I mean I thought the shots he took and uh, the way it looked coming out of his hand really it was a strong performance from him overall so I like what we saw from Brandon Miller in the head-to-head matchup against Wemby in terms of the game as a whole it was decided side by the vets and once again the Spurs group of Dominic Barlow, Julian Champenny Malachi Brandon, Blake Wesley all guys who've had NBA time they did outplay the Hornets vets which include guys like Kai Jones, James Booknight and, and others they just did and that's what eventually determined the outcome of the game that in the charlotte hornets shooting percentage you take brandon miller out of the equation hornets shot collectively just 29 percent from the floor 18 of 62 and 9 percent from three two for 22 so those were the major sticking points even with that being said though charlotte kept it competitive and uh, made a little bit of a run there to make it interesting down to the wire end up falling 76 to
4: 68
3: time now to select our silver linings performers rob rules are in effect rob longo who do you like from the charlotte hornets
4: One more thing about Brandon Miller's performance before we move on to silver linings I wanted to add. Just two turnovers in the game yesterday. Those both came in the second half as well. And he finishes with five fouls, which is a far cry from the eight that he had against Golden State the other day. And at halftime, he finished with just two fouls. So a little bit more slap happy there in that second half. But at the end of the day, Brandon Miller is able to cut down on all that stuff, which were some key components that we mentioned in the previous podcast leading up to this game. For me, my silver lining performance – I really want to take Amari Bailey again just because of the athleticism that we continue to see from him. But I took him last time, so I cannot. I'm going to go with Bryce McGowan's. 5-12 5-12 from the field, 15 points all coming off the bench. He did not get the start in last night's game. And hearing from head coach Marlon Garnett, summer league head coach Marlon Garnett after the game, he said they wanted to go big. So Bryce McGowan came off the bench. Trayvon Scott ended up getting the start instead. And of course with Kai Jones just trying to bolster that size because obviously the Spurs are going to play big now with Victor Wembanyama. So I thought Bryce McGowan did a good job. He wasn't afraid to go after Wemby. There were a couple times he attacked the paint. And there were a couple times where he might have gotten blocked and swatted. But at the same time, he was able to go there, try to finish hard at the rim. He wasn't scared. I love that mentality from a guy like Bryce McGowan's that he's not afraid to go hard at the rack, even though it's only in his was going to be his second NBA season. So for me, that's why Bryce McGowan's is my silver lining performance from last night's game.
3: I like the pick. You know, I thought statistically speaking, he was close to what we saw production wise from a lot more of those Spurs veterans. And, you know, that's what you want to see in a guy who's in his second or third time at Summer League is the progression. I thought we saw Bryce McGowan's definitely have a little bit more of that veteran presence in this one so I, I like the pick. I'm kind of tempted to go in a couple directions. I, I like the mention of Amari Bailey uh, struggled with his shot a little bit but eight rebounds. He just has a nose for the ball and uh, seems to get in there and mix it up um, but not my pick this time. I really want to go with Kai Jones for that welcome to the NBA moment where he caught the lob and dunked on top of Wembenyama. He did a much better job Rebounding had 10 boards in this one, but everyone, including Brandon Miller, after the game was talking about Kai's again welcome to the NBA moment on top of the number one overall pick. I wasn't expecting him to throw it in, but you know, Kai's super athletic, Uh, he's definitely gonna be great for us. Just you know, willing to get better with him every day. Yeah, I think they're gonna enjoy playing with each other for however long both of them are out there in Las Vegas in summer league. Kai Jones, that huge dunk. His only field goal of the game, but it was one to remember, finished with seven points and ten rebounds. But my pick for silver linings... Give me the number two overall pick. I thought Brandon Miller had his best game yet of Summer League. He was aggressive enough with his shot. I don't think he took anything that was what I would call an ill-advised shot. When he makes it, it just looks different than most players at Summer League. There's those natural gifts. And the 11 rebounds, I I think there's a lot to like about his decision-making. Defensively, I thought he was much more active. Head coach for the Summer League squad, Marlon Garnett, talked about that after the game. I'm just really impressed with with the steps forward we saw in this one from brandon miller and i want to give him his flowers so brandon miller my silver lining selection today here for the charlotte hornets coming up next it's been a busy 24 to 48 hours of news here for the charlotte hornets depending on when you're listening to this podcast miles bridges signed his qualifying offer with the hornets we'll talk about that next here on the hornets Hivecast.
0: live nation presents concert week
3: Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Some more news came out from Hornets, public relations over the last day or two, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Miles Bridges has signed his qualifying offer with the Hornets. Miles is going to play for Charlotte on a one-year contract for the 23-24 season. It's kind of a prove-it deal for both sides. They didn't come to terms on a long term deal. Obviously, this is a larger situation than just a common contract signing, given what's taken place over the last 12 months. So, We want to just basically read the quotes for you here from both Hornets, General manager. Mitch Kupchak, as well as the player himself, Miles Bridges, that came out with the announcement of this one-year contract agreement, the qualifying offer between Bridges and the Hornets. First up here is Hornets general manager, Mitch Kupchak. The quote, Throughout this process, we have taken a measured and serious approach. Several factors played a part in our decision to bring Miles back, including the conclusion of the legal process, the results of the NBA's investigation, and Miles' commitment to counseling and community service. Our five-year relationship with Miles has allowed for open and honest dialogue. He has shown remorse, indicated that he has learned from his situation, and expressed that it will not happen again. We look forward to Miles rejoining our team. Miles Bridges is also also quoted in the press release. Here's what Miles Bridges had to say. Quote, I sincerely apologize for the pain, embarrassment, and disappointment that last year's incident caused so many people. Time away from the game allowed me to reflect, immerse myself in therapy, and prioritize becoming a better person, someone my family and peers can be proud of. I'm grateful to the Hornets and the NBA community for giving me a second chance. Most people don't ever get one, and I understand those questioning whether I deserve one. I will do everything I can to earn back the trust and confidence of my teammates coaches the Hornets organization and staff fans and and the Charlotte community. I'm ready to return to work and can't wait to rejoin my Hornets teammates. Rob Longo, those are the quotes from Miles Bridges and Mitch Kupchak. We're going to let those stand for themselves. We do anticipate at some point a press conference to talk more about the signing, and we'll let the parties involved in that speak further at that point. For now, let's just look at how this roster is coming together. Not a ton of activity from the Hornets, but two pretty significant signings in terms terms of on-court contributions, LaMelo Ball, we talked about last edition of the HHC, has been signed long-term now, the rookie extension. And now Miles Bridges will be back for the 23-24 season after serving his NBA suspension. And this roster is coming together and looking an awful lot more like the one that won 43 games two seasons ago now than the one that was saddled with 27 wins last year. You've got LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier. Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridges, Mark Williams as a potential starting five. And then you fill in from the bench with a lot of experienced players who, knock on wood, all will be healthy this year. Guys like Cody Martin, guys like Nick Richards, and of course, the number two overall pick, Brandon Miller, filling in as well. Your thoughts on how things are starting to come together in this Hornets offseason.
4: Yeah, it's starting to look like that team that won 43 games not that long ago, like you mentioned. And I mean, any time that you get a guy that averaged 20.7 rebounds and almost four assists during the season where he started all 80 games, I mean, that's that's really, really remarkable that you're able to get a guy like that. It's almost like getting an extra draft pick. So you're getting another guy on the roster. This one just happens to have a little bit more experience. And we saw in previous seasons what that connection between LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges is able to deliver so it's going to certainly be an improved roster from a season ago again knock on wood hoping that everybody remains healthy and there's still some irons in the fire I'm sure depending on free agency and those sorts of things there's still some free agents that we cannot talk about yet because there aren't any deals yet to be done to be honest so this is just another step in building this roster and getting it ready for the fall.
3: Yeah, I think there are certainly more moves to be made. There are spots open on the roster currently and so some work to be done by Mitch Kupchak and the front office, but clearly things seem to be again, if healthy, headed in a closer direction to the trajectory the team was on before all those injuries and absences, including quite frankly, Miles Bridges, that absence was felt on the roster all throughout last season, and uh, we'll see what this team looks like once they get back whole. It won't be on opening day he'll still have a suspension to serve but this team gets a lot deeper a lot more experienced and a lot more high-powered scoring wise and defending quite frankly bringing him back into the fold again we do anticipate at some point a press conference involving uh, Miles Bridges in the front office either pieces of that combination or collectively when it comes we will clearly cover it for you here on the Hornets Hivecast and we encourage you to go to Hornets.com and Hornets social media see the press release for yourself and take a look at those quotes coming up next rob longo we've been working awful hard all summer league long i think we're going to give ourselves a little bit of a time off and not do a full preview podcast tomorrow who knows maybe some breaking news will come out we'll have to do it Uh, but for the moment we will just plan ahead for hornets versus lakers give you our game preview next here on the hhc live
0: nation presents concert week
3: Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets. I've cast brought to you by Santa Hornets. We'll have game two of the Las Vegas portion of Summer League on Sunday, and we're going to give you our game preview. First, though, I, I want to talk, Rob, about the the trajectory of this specific Summer League roster. I thought we saw a big step forward, and it wasn't just me. Head coach Marlon Garnett on the sidelines talked about how, even though the team really shot badly the other day against the San Antonio Spurs they didn't let that affect their overall effort defensively and overall on the floor
2: I'm really excited for the games ahead because I thought the guys approached this game with the right mindset I thought it was a step in the right direction obviously we didn't shoot the ball all that great so that that hurt us a little bit but typically when you don't shoot the ball well it affects your defense and I thought that tonight. It was a little bit reversed so we felt like we had a pillar that we can stand on okay we're not shooting well but we didn't give up our effort on the defensive end, which has got to help us win games going
4: forward.
3: Rob Longo, that's just so hard to do, to play well when you're not shooting well. They're so closely tied for especially young players. I think it's a tribute to their determination out there and to the coaching staff keeping them engaged, even though clearly they did not shoot the basketball well at all. Collectively, the Hornets shot under 30% from the floor, under 20% from three, and those numbers just get worse when you take Brandon Miller out he didn't have a great shooting day but it was better than the rest of the squad so I, I think it's commendable the way they fought out there and gave that great effort and a Spurs team that put a huge number on them in the first go-around in Sacramento now adding Victor Wembanyam into the fold was still held to 76 points so some certainly some bright spots here for Charlotte moving forward in summer league.
4: Certainly, I thought they did a great job defensively, like I mentioned in that first segment. I mean, when you go back and you look at it, San Antonio didn't shoot the ball particularly well either, 33% from the field. The three ball definitely fell more for them, about 31%. But yeah, I mean, I think that this is a step in the right direction. And again, basketball is such a chemistry heavy sport where you all five guys on the floor need to be on the same page and it's really tough to do that when you've only had a week week and a half being together with all these guys and there's times on the floor where you see some turnovers and you see guys looking at each other like i thought you were going to go here when you ended up going this way so again those things are going to happen those mistakes are going to happen you just don't want to have that breakdown defensively we saw that a couple times in sacramento we also saw that against the spurs last night as well so it's just going to be one of those things that keeps improving and improving on a game-by-game basis
3: Rob, we're not doing the full preview for this one here today, uh, but if we were going to throw in a key to the game, I would say just have it close going into the fourth quarter. Uh, Hornets have done a good job in fourth quarters here so far in Summer League, but clearly struggling in other portions of the game. Hopefully they can do a better job of that here on Sunday against the L.A. Lakers. Game two of Summer League is upon us. Rob Longo, our game preview. Again, you don't need to come up with a stat. We'll say that's the collective stat here. We do need players to watch however for the Hornets and Lakers where would you like to begin
4: well, before we get to that, one note to add on to what you are talking about. You go back to yesterday's game. The Hornets trailed the Spurs by 13 after the third quarter. It was 58-45. to 45. They were able to outscore San Antonio 23-18 to 18 in that fourth quarter. So, yeah, keep it close. Like you mentioned, that might be a, a good note to kind of keep an eye on. But in terms of players to watch, let's begin with the Lakers. And I think the easy one to pick here on this roster that they've kind of assembled here for Summer League is their first-round pick, and that was Jalen hood Shafino. He was selected 17th overall by the Lakers. He's a native Pittsburgher, so might have a little bit of bias there. But a little bit of a lanky guy, kind of a combo guard, forward slasher kind of guy, listed anywhere between 6'4 and 6'5. Has a little bit of length on him, played one year at Indiana. So uh, played in some pretty big environments in the Big Ten. But for me, that might be a potential matchup here moving forward with Brandon Miller once again. And I think that we've always just been consistently keeping an eye on Brandon as our quasi player to watch even though we might not pick him on a game by game or a podcast by podcast basis because all eyes are obviously always going to be on the number two overall pick regardless of the time and what players we pick but again Jalen Hood Shafino hasn't had the best run of things in summer league more or less here over the last handful of games but again he's been one of those guys that is a first round pick for a reason the Lakers took him with that selection for a reason so for me he's going to be my player to watch here tonight for the Lakers
3: I like it. The rookies are always the attention grabbers, but really the better performers in Summer League tend to be veterans. That's been the case in every game the Hornets have been involved with it. It hasn't really been, you know, Brandon Miller and Nick Smith and Amari Bailey haven't done their part or out their counterpart on the other side. Quite frankly, I think they have in just about every game. It's been more the veterans for the other team putting up better numbers than the Hornets vet. So I'm gonna go with a veteran here for this one. I'm gonna look at Max. Christie. He's a guy with a, you know about a half a season of NBA time under his belt. Got a handful of starts for the Lakers last year. Really good shooter. Uh, he's in his second season now out of Michigan State. A young guy. Did spend a lot of time in the G League with the South Bay Lakers, but he's someone who's been a real focal point of their offense through one game of Summer League. And again, he's a good shooter. He's a good all-around guard. This will be a really good matchup, I think, for a James Knight and for Bryce McGowans and for Nick Smith. and for Amari Bale, whoever gets matched up on him, this is a guy who is hungry for NBA time, wants to show that he has taken that next step and kind of join that core with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and start trying to help the Lakers compete for championships in the Western Conference. So I think that will be a player certainly to focus on. Yes, the first-round pick, the draft picks in general, they get all of the eyeballs. It's their debut on the NBA floor, but just as we saw the other day against the Spurs, the vets tend to tell the story of, of who wins the games so max christie my player to watch here for the lakers let's wrap it up with a hornets player to watch
4: and let's go with another first round pick from this previous draft i'm gonna go with nick smith jr i know he is kind of playing out of position a little bit here during summer league he's not really considered the point guard but he's playing the point guard position right now but he just hasn't been shooting the ball very well he was two of ten the other night against san antonio four points oh four from beyond yark he has this thing right now where he gets into this rhythm and he shoots this very very long two that's just maybe a step or two inside the three-point arc and it's a fine shot there's nothing wrong with the shot but it's almost in that no man's land I mean DeMar DeRozan has made a career after being a mid-range assassin but at this point right now I don't know if Nick's just still trying to get acclimated to that three-point line where in the college game that was a three-pointer that he was taking and he just needs to back it up a little bit and he's just kind of has been fixated on that sweet spot there right now on the floor, and that's his spot, and that's where he likes to shoot from, but I would like to see him mix it up a little bit. Drive to the hoop a little bit more. Maybe have an opportunity for a catch-and-shoot three on the wing. I know those haven't come a whole lot here, the way the offense has worked in Summer League, but as a whole, I just want to see the offense get going for Nick Smith Jr., and that's why he's my player to watch tonight against the Lakers.
3: Yeah, I've liked Nick Smith's Summer League so far in spurts. He hasn't shot a great percentage by any stretch just yet, but I think he's put together some really nice games and that long two that you talked about, I think they were describing it on the telecast as, it's a good shot when you make it. Every shot is, and he's definitely got some range, definitely has some game. I like it. I'll go with the number two overall pick. I'll take the easy out and say, Brandon. Miller. I think there are some interesting matchups on the other side here. Cole Swider is a guy who's been in the Lakers system and the NBA system for the last couple of seasons. He's a really good player, and size-wise, he's a decent matchup here for Brandon Miller. Another six-foot-nine guy, 220 pounds. He has a year worth of NBA slash G League experience and Summer League experience, quite frankly, under his belt. He performed well the other day in the Lakers Summer League opener against the Golden State Warriors. Warriors. so he's someone that I think Brandon Miller should have a, a good, interesting matchup against. I thought he performed very well the other day against the Spurs. I'm looking for him to build on that. Send a message here. Uh, none, none of the young guys have really stepped out and had a huge game. It's been mostly second-year players throughout this summer league process. Brandon Miller has been as good as any rookie has been. This is a chance, I think, for him to really bust out, and I'm looking for him to do it. Brandon Miller, my player to watch here for the Charlotte Hornets. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Whether you're listening to this a day after the contest against the Spurs or you're listening to it on game day for Hornets versus Lakers, we appreciate your patronage here of the Hornets Hivecast. And Rob Longo, thanks for uh, these late nights here. I know you love those West Coast road trips. Summer League is like a never-ending West Coast road trip for you, my friend.
4: I'm just glad that Sunday's game is a 4 o'clock start knock on wood Eastern time so then that way I'm not literally burning the midnight oil like i am on this podcast but happy to always talk hornets soups as well
3: we always love doing it with you and we know no matter how late we make you stay up you're always going to bring that energy here on the hornets hivecast thanks to rob longo thanks to all of you for tuning in for everyone here i'm sam farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along we will talk to you next time right here on the hornets hivecast
2: thank you for listening to the hornets hivecast brought to you by senta the official eye, ear, nose and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.
0: Live Nation presents Concert Week, Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
1: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.